Welcome back to another episode of the Below the Bell podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that everyone had a great Thanksgiving break last week. I don't know about y'all, but last week felt long. Like usually when I get a break from work, it go by in a blink of an eye. But last week, it was Saturday, three days in a row. Like, I don't know what was going on, but I'm not complaining. And I'm sure y'all not either. I hope everybody had a great time with their families or their friends or just being surrounded by loved ones. Um, there's really so much to be thankful for and so much to express gratitude for. We are immensely blessed. And oftentimes, we don't acknowledge it. We take the little things for granted, like making it to and from, breathing, waking up, being able-bodied and able-minded. Those are not things that we should take for granted. And so I just hope that everyone enjoyed their Thanksgiving break. I hope y'all had some good food. My Thanksgiving meal was a little interesting, but we redeemed ourselves the next day. So I actually had actual Thanksgiving dinner with my family on Friday. On, on Thanksgiving Day, um, let's just say I left wherever I was hungry still. But um, that's okay. That's okay. You know, Lord bless the cooks. Bless the cooks. And you know what I'm going to say? This is all I'm going to say. And then I'm going to go on into what we're talking about today, y'all. All I'm going to say is, look, we the new adults now, y'all. We got to learn these recipes. We have to learn these recipes. We have to get up in these kitchens with our grandparents and watch them do what they do, ask the questions now. Ask the questions today, okay? We we got a couple more weeks for Christmas, and I don't know how y'all families do it. But my family, we cook the same food on Christmas that we cooked on Thanksgiving, okay? Get in that kitchen with me, mom. Get in that kitchen with your grandma, okay? Gentlemen, go outside with Uncle Leroy and Papa and learn how to work that grill because I'm tired. We... We the new adults, y'all. We got to start acting like it. <laughs> oh, my goodness. You know what? I was about to go on a whole tangent about why I'm bringing that up, but I'm not even going to do that. I think I think it's very simple and very plain. We the new adults. It's time for us to start learning how to cook. And I'm not saying all this fancy stuff like people be on the Internet cooking all this all this wild stuff you know like putting all these different things together fried salmon nugget bites what when thanksgiving come around i want to see you make some dressing if you can't make some dressing sit your butt down get a pencil and a notepad and go ask your granny how to make that dressing because granny tired i know my granny's 71 my granny told us I'm making dressing and potato salad. We sent my granny a menu. Do you know what she takes back? She said, who's cooking all that? <laughs> who's doing that? She made it very clear. She was making dressing and potato salad. And you want to know what she made? Dressing and potato salad. She wasn't playing. She wasn't playing. I made the macaroni and cheese and the yams. My mama had the meat and the greens. And, and we did what we had to do. But this was Friday, not Thursday. Friday, we did what we had to do. We said, you know what? Let's take matters into our own hands because I don't know what that was on Thursday. But Lord bless the cooks. That's all I'm going to say. And one more thing. 
because I really hate the question, can you cook? I hate that question because to me, I feel like, yeah, I can cook. I can follow a recipe. Like, you know, I, I don't know. I guess cooking is like when you add that extra oomph to it, like, oh, nah, this recipe say add this much salt, but I know it need this much salt. Like, is that what y'all deem as like knowing how to cook? I don't know, because I feel like if you put a recipe in my face, I'm going to follow the recipe. But you know what? Now that I think about it, y'all may have a point with asking that question. Can you cook? Because you can look at a recipe on how to cook gravy, but I promise you, <laughs> I promise you, you're going to struggle the first few times. You cannot learn how to cook gravy from scratch just by looking at a recipe. You just can't. That's a trial and error. That's that's. That's some trial and error right there. I don't care what nobody say. I made gravy one good time, but that was after about five failed attempts. And after I made gravy that one good time, I have been scared to make it ever since. Because <laughs> if it come out trash, I'm going to feel defeated. I didn't write the recipe. I should have wrote that recipe down. Y'all, either way it go, we are the new adults and we got to start acting like it. All right? We got to start acting like it. And the reason why I said, and I know y'all are used to me by now. If you are a frequent listener of the Below the Bell podcast, then you know I, Alexis, I go on tangents quite often. I find myself on point C when I was trying to explain point A. It happens a lot, but... You're probably sitting there wondering how does talking about cooking and us being the new adults tie into the topic of the episode today. And I am going to tell you how. Okay. Now, quick little backstory before I dive in. <laughs> I feel like y'all hear that so often with me. I'm always like, okay, real quick. Let me tell y'all about this. No, but seriously, though. But seriously, seriously. As I was saying my prayers this morning. I felt like God was telling me that I needed to be patient with myself. Patience is not a skill that I was blessed with. It is definitely something that I am learning still. I've gotten better at having patience with other people, but I'm not that good at having patience with myself. And that was so ironic that I that God was telling me that because the episode that the topic of the episode today is self-compassion while overcoming the internal obstacles that come with early adulthood. Now, early adulthood, I Google says early adulthood is from ages 18 to 30. I'm specifically talking to the 20 somethings because that's where I'm at right now in my life. And I feel that we all struggle with self-compassion. And that looks like being patient with yourself as you figure out who you are, what your values are, what your beliefs are, what your goals are, showing yourself grace. All of those things tie into, or it is the same thing as showing yourself compassion. So when I was talking about us being the new adults, I really, like, while I was planning out this episode, I really was thinking about, like, no, we really are the new adults. 
And a lot of us are struggling to find our place in adulthood. A lot of us are struggling to figure out what does being an adult really even mean? For real. Not what everybody told you it meant. Not what, but what being a mature and responsible adult actually really means for you as an individual and navigating that space. So this episode focuses on the struggle to extend grace to ourselves as young adults. We must learn to extend grace to ourselves as we grow. Simply because at this point, we all know, I'm 27, but at this point, we all know early adulthood is a phase filled with way too many transitions, more transitions than I would like, and very unique challenges. And unique because I know personally for me, when I hear unique challenges, my mind immediately goes to grief, the feeling of loss, losing a loved one. And that has been probably the hardest part of my early adulthood is seeing my parents and grandparents get older and losing people. I didn't have my first real encounters with losing a loved one until I was in my 20s where I lost somebody that was really close to me. And that was when I was like 23. I lost two grandparents. And then when I was 25, I lost my dad. And then at 26, I witnessed my cousin being a traumatic accident that resulted in me feeling like I lost a friend. Now she's still here with us, you know, but you know, so much has changed. And so it resulted in me still feeling loss, still feeling grief. So when I was mapping out this episode and I just thought about all of the different experiences and the different lessons and the common struggles that we as young adults experience and endure, it made me kind of sad to think about how we don't show ourselves any type of love or compassion. We don't give ourselves any grace for the things that we are still learning to navigate through. If it is your first time going through something, how do you expect to never make mistakes? When you enter early adulthood, you go through self-discovery, career uncertainty, and that can come with a lot of pressure to establish a career path, you know, especially when you're dealing with limited experience or you feel like you could have done more at a certain point in your life and now you feel like you're playing cleanup or whatever the case may be. Financial independence, managing our finances, dealing with student loans, learning financial responsibility, while also being in this day and age where everything is so expensive, entry-level salaries for majority of you know these professions, even with a college degree, still will have you in a in a situation or a space of financial instability. They told you to go to school, graduate high school. You did that. You turned around to your elders. You said, okay, what's next? 
They said, go to college. You said, okay, I'm going to go to college. You go to college. You graduate college. You turn around to your elders. You say, okay, what's next? Crickets. They push you out there and they say, go forth and be great. What does that mean? You know? And so that's what I'm saying. And then for also young adults who did not go to college, you know, like we are just all navigating this space. Relationship dynamics, balancing friendships, y'all, romantic relationships, family expectations, while also trying to establish independence. Mental health challenges, coping with stress, anxiety, depression, and other mental health issues that arise due to different pressures transitioning through adulthood and societal expectations. Like these are all things that we all deal with in young adulthood. Okay, this is all, this is what's going on from 20 to 29. This is what you're experiencing. This is what you're going through. Loneliness and social isolation. Adjusting to changes in your social circles, moving away from home, learning to handle responsibilities, making decisions independently, learning to manage household chores, uh, any responsibility that was previously handled by your parents, automatically learning how to do that on your own. Balancing your priorities, that's a big one for me. Like juggling multiple relationships, juggling responsibilities, work, education, personal interests, while still trying to find some type of balance in it all. And you will be surprised that a lot of people still don't find balance in it all. And they be 50 plus years old, feeling pressure to achieve certain milestones, career milestones, marriage and kids, financial stability, trying to reach all of this, feeling this pressure on yourself to reach all of this by a certain age due to most of the time, family expectations. But this day and age, for sure, societal as well. So each Young adults, personal experience varies, but I feel like everything that I just listed are some very common challenges faced by young adults as we transition into adulthood, building resilience, seeking support when needed and developing, you know, different coping strategies can help us navigate these challenges more effectively. Having a relationship with yourself though, y'all where you can have compassion for yourself and push yourself through is also just something that I feel really helps with showing yourself that compassion and that grace as you try to navigate all of these different things. Everything I just named is literally everything that is going on in our lives at one time. We are bombarded with all of these different struggles. And sometimes our parents can get frustrated with us for not understanding how to navigate in that space when we were never taught how to navigate in that space. So if your family never taught you how to budget or how to handle money responsibly as a child, they never taught you as a teenager, they never taught you when you were in college, they never taught you any of those things. Now that you're an adult and you're struggling with money, they're frustrated with you 
but you were never taught those things. But that don't take away the fact that you are an adult and you do now have to be responsible for teaching yourself the things that your parents might have just missed out on teaching. You got to extend a lot of grace to your parents in your early adulthood. Because as you heal and as you grow, like I said in the last episode, a lot of things do come to the surface. And you can either find yourself in the position of resenting your parents or you can find yourself in the when you when you heal with God. Let me make sure I say that when you heal, when you invite God into your space to heal and you allow him to shift your perspective, you don't have time to have resentment. You don't you don't have the heart posture to have resentment towards your parents for what you didn't learn. But you're able to look at your parents and understand that they did the best that they can and they can only give you what they were given. And that just because your parents didn't end every generational curse, that don't mean that they didn't end some of them. That was something very powerful that was said to me. I know one of the hardest things for me, and I said this already, but one of the hardest things for me was navigating early adulthood is balancing my priorities. So with all of that, what is self-compassion and what is it not? We know the struggles, right? We we know the struggles, relationship dynamics, mental health challenges. We know the struggles, but what is self-compassion and what is it not? I would say self-compassion involves basic, very basic, Self-compassion involves treating yourself with the same kindness and care and understanding that you will offer to a good friend in a time of struggle or difficulty. The same way you extend grace to other people, extend that same grace to yourself. It's about treating yourself with the same kindness and understanding that you would offer to others. But it's not coddling yourself even though you're showing grace to yourself you're still fostering resilience well-being and emotional strength in the process so understanding what self-compassion is is just as important as understanding what it ain't so it's basically about finding a balanced approach to self-care self-acceptance and growth without falling into extremes or harmful patterns of thinking. One of the things that I want to bring a lot of attention and light to is a lot of us in our 20s, especially with social media being as impactful as it is, a lot of us have a hard time accepting that the journey looks different for everyone. Okay. One thing that self-compassion is not is comparison. You cannot show yourself grace while also comparing your journey to somebody else's. And see, the thing about social media is this is why I feel so bad for these kids because you wonder why these kids are in elementary school and in high school feeling so much lack about their lives, depression, insecurity. And it's because 
you put something like social media in the hands of a child who is emotionally immature, what do you expect? But even in early adulthood, it still shows up. Comparison is truly the thief of joy. And one part of adulthood, especially when it comes to social media, because so many of us just aimlessly scroll, we don't even care about what we're looking at half the time. You see so many different people's highlights. You get on social media, you didn't see Jen had a baby. Craig and Amanda done got married. Patricia graduated with her fifth degree. Carolyn is, is killing it in her profession. She's a multimillionaire. And all of these people are the same age as you. That can be overwhelming when you, one, don't have a solid sense of self, a solid relationship with yourself, and you struggle with insecurity. Baby, it's not social media, it's you. I see way too many people talking about how social media is a problem, as if you're not the one using the app. It's not Instagram's job to teach you self-esteem. If every time you see someone doing something great or enjoying something and they choose to share it and you start feeling lack, get your off the gram and go heal. I know when I was at a point in my life where I may have felt a sense of lack or I saw somebody doing well, because let's not act like this is not an emotion that we all haven't felt. Let's not act like this is not a feeling that we all haven't come across. Because I'm not going to act like I haven't felt it before. But what transformed my way of thinking when I saw somebody else overcoming obstacles, living their dreams, I started to say, God, thank you for allowing me to see that these types of things are possible. Thank you for letting it happen for them and allowing me to be a witness of your goodness in someone else's life. I'm blessed just by being able to see them be blessed because now I'm inspired. Let's get this ball rolling. You know what I mean? You got to change the narrative. But that's when you choose to heal and invite God in your space while you do so. A lot of us are struggling right now at this age with feeling like, what is your purpose? What did God put you on this earth to do? And with so much, so many other things going on in our lives and us learning how to navigate, again, this uncharted territory, it can be overwhelming, which leads you down this rabbit hole of negative thinking, which leads you to different things that are really challenging to get rid of, like depression and anxiety. But when you are feeling things like depression and anxiety, you are very, you, you are in a worldly mindset. I'm not going to talk too much about anxiety and depression because I'm not a mental health professional. And I feel like sometimes you just got to be quiet when you might not have the right things to say. That is not a black and white, you know, topic. And a lot of people talk about anxiety and depression like it's black and white. And it's just not. But what I will speak on and say when it comes to anxiety and depression is that prayer works. But when we don't learn how to show ourselves 
some grace and some compassion. That is how you end up in those rabbit holes that eventually lead you to a very depressive state and, and just full of anxiety. That's how you end up there, in my opinion, and from my experience. Now, again, showing yourself grace as you navigate young adulthood and all of its challenges. Showing yourself grace is not coddling yourself and allowing yourself to indulge in clearly habits and behaviors that and ways of thinking, because I don't want to push out how impactful just your thoughts can be. But showing yourself grace and compassion is not indulging in things that you know are not good for you just for the sake of it's making you feel good in that temporary moment. What self-compassion looks like is self-kindness, mindfulness, balancing your perspective. I talk a lot about perspective shifts that'll take you a long way when you feel that negative thought coming up in your mind you need to learn how to get to a place to cut them negative thoughts out immediately self-acceptance setting boundaries learning from your experiences wisdom applying that wisdom and self-compassion is just actively taking steps to care for yourself physically emotionally and mentally and that includes seeking help when needed we have to get away from this negative stigma of therapy and sometimes medication we have to get away from that negative stigma and i and i bring up medication because black people our community you know we are finally getting to a place where our generation is speaking about mental health and you know going to therapy and the benefits of it. Now, you go to somebody, you go to your grandparents. My grandparents, six in their late 60s, early 70s. I go to them talking about therapy and it's like a foreign language. But our generation, we speak a lot about healing and that's a good thing. But we are still in the shackles <laughs> of having negative stigmas towards medication and some of you are truly struggling with mental illnesses that not even a therapist can fix we also have to stop thinking that therapy because some people still think like this that i'm gonna just pray about it god put therapists here for a reason please utilize them and stop torturing all your loved ones with all that negativity you got in your chest and you letting it out on them because them the people closest to you, they're tired, okay? But you can have theology and therapy. They can coexist. They can coexist. And some of you, being honest with yourself and figuring out what lane you fall in is showing yourself self-compassion because you love yourself enough to know when you need help and you love yourself enough to not only know when you need help, but to actually go get the help. So like I said before, understanding what self-compassion is, is just as important as understanding what it is not. Self-compassion is not self-pity. 
Okay. It doesn't involve dwelling excessively on your personal problems. Okay. Or adopting a victim mentality. We don't do that. Remember episode one, we talked about that. We don't do that. It's about acknowledging difficulties without getting stuck in a cycle of self-pity. At a certain point, you got to stop complaining about what you don't like and start doing something about it. You are not a victim. You got to get away from that victim mentality. Like I said, stop, stop pointing the finger at everybody else and start pointing that finger at yourself and start asking yourself those hard questions and having those hard conversations with yourself so that you can truly reach a place of healing, a place of peace. That's self-compassion. That's showing yourself love. Where you tell yourself, look, I've been doing this this way because this is the only way that I've known to do it. But thank God I have come to the realization that this way that I've been, the way that I've been being, the way that I've been living my life, it don't work for me no more. I'm growing, I'm maturing as an adult, as a grown woman, as a grown man. And this don't work for me no more. So even though this is a challenging thing for me, let me show myself some grace in this moment. Let me show myself some compassion in this moment where I'm faced with the truth of who I am and who I need to, the things that I need to change to become who I want to be. Let me sit in this moment with myself and show myself some compassion, show myself some ease. Let me not be hard on myself. Self-compassion is not self-indulgence. It is not about giving in to every impulse or desire without considering the long-term consequences. Self-compassion is not selfishness. It's not about disregarding others' needs. I don't think that we should be selfish. I truly believe that self-compassion is acknowledging the needs of others while also recognizing and addressing the needs of yourself. So setting boundaries is a better term then I'm in my selfish season. No, you just need to set a few boundaries. Self-compassion is not self-criticism. Self-compassion is acknowledging areas for growth with kindness and understanding. Self-compassion is not avoidance of accountability. Self-compassion is not a weakness. It actually shows impeccable amounts of strength and courage when you can show yourself compassion because it requires courage to face difficult emotions and challenges with kindness and understanding and that's very hard to do especially when it comes to ourselves we are our biggest critics as I said before self-compassion is not comparing yourself to others okay it's not about comparing your struggles to those of others to diminish your own experiences And I think we do that a lot. It's like when you say something hurts your feelings and you completely ignore it because you're like, oh, well, you know what? Someone has it much worse. You're right. Someone probably does have it much worse, but that's their experience. What about yours? What about what you're feeling right now? Why ignore that? Self-compassion is recognizing that everyone faces challenges. You can validate your own feelings without comparison. That goes into what I was speaking about in the first episode. And I feel like I'm going to talk y'all head off about the importance of building a relationship with yourself. That plays such a huge part in being able to show yourself compassion and grace. If you don't have a relationship with yourself, you don't know how to be gentle and understanding with yourself. 
rather than harshly self-critical. You don't know how to do that. You don't know how to speak to yourself in a supportive and encouraging tone, especially when facing challenges and setbacks. When you don't have a relationship with yourself, you don't know how to recognize the suffering and perfection. You don't know how to understand that that is just a part of the human experience. You don't know how to give yourself grace and understanding that everybody makes mistakes. Everybody faces difficulties. And everybody struggles at different points in life. Everybody. But when you don't have a relationship with yourself, you'll beat yourself down over that mistake you made in 2013. You won't even acknowledge the fact that you've grown because you can't even see it because you don't even have a relationship with yourself. When you don't have a relationship with yourself, you can't practice mindfulness. You can't be aware of your emotions and thoughts without becoming overwhelmed by them. You can't acknowledge your feelings without judgment. Once you learn yourself, you learn how to self-soothe. You learn what activities provide comfort and reassurance. What self-care routines relaxation techniques what activities bring you joy and calmness i encourage every young woman to get a hobby try anything and everything having a balanced perspective viewing situations with a balanced perspective that's why you keep going down them rabbit holes because you won't Allow your perspective to shift. You don't even recognize that you are living your life from a negative place. Embracing yourself as who you are. When you learn to shift the perspective, oftentimes you'll realize that there are just simple, you know, there are just some changes that need to be made. And then guess what? You are in control to make the changes. But how sad is it to feel inadequate? Like, let's really think about it. it that's such an... an unfortunate thing for a child of God to feel how could you ever feel inadequate there is absolutely nothing wrong with you and look I'm not saying in no way shape or form that you're perfect and that you might not need to work on some things but if you just tell yourself God created me exactly how he intended for me to be he made no mistakes when he made me. I feel like it gives you a sense of peace if you allow it to. And I feel like it helps you get back to the core of who God created you to be. It opens, it, it, it moves that, that barrier that you let the world put there. I'm telling you who you should be. Looking at all these other people. Or listening to your family. Or whoever you got speaking in your ear telling you what their expectations are for you or how they want you to be, the life they want you to live. But when you just sit with the fact that God created you the way he wanted to, you get back to what your purpose is. You allow him to speak to you. I feel like you remove that blockage. You allow yourself to be able to hear who he's called you to be. You allow yourself to be able to see the beauty in you. You allow yourself to be able to see your gifts your gifts what makes you uniquely you you begin to be able to see or figure out or start making the steps towards understanding what you're here to do what you're called to do 
How unfortunate is it to feel inadequate as a child of God? You are not lacking anything. Again, I ain't saying you're perfect. And I ain't saying that it ain't some stuff that need to change. But you, there was nothing wrong with you. Okay? And, and, and let's be, you know, let's be serious. Let's not get all out of context here. I'm clearly not talking about things that are obviously character flaws. You know? A point in my life where I really had to learn how to show myself some compassion was um, right now in my life, actually, after experiencing a lot of traumatic experiences in the last few years of my life, um, I have struggled with showing myself grace and being patient with myself as I become this new version of me. And it's been challenging, to say the least. But I've had to learn how to extend some grace on myself. Even, and you know what's been, what's really challenging? Learning how to extend grace on yourself properly, of course. Because for a while, I thought I was, you know, showing myself some compassion. But really, I was allowing myself to stay in a space that no longer served me. That was not self-compassion. Because in the long run... Those actions did not serve me, even though they gave me temporary fulfillment. But what was really difficult is trying to learn how to extend some grace on yourself and actually doing that while other people still choose not to. But when you got that relationship with yourself, when you know yourself, when you're honest with yourself, you'll persevere. You will be resilient. I had to accept the fact that there was no way in hell that I was going to be the same person that I was prior to everything that's happened in the last two years I had to let my guard down and let God shift my perspective I had to also this was also a way that I showed myself some self-compassion after going through the things that I went through I had to allow those things to transform me because those were transformative experiences while they were extremely traumatic they were also extremely trans transformative and it has those experiences were the start of me becoming who I am today and I'm very proud of who I am today because a lot of people break under much less so I'm proud of me and with all of that going through all of that God has shown me what my purpose is so many things have come full circle for me in my early adulthood. And I can do nothing but thank God for it all. And I've gotten to this place simply because I decided to show myself some compassion and some grace. And that has led me to find peace in situations that a lot of people would not have made it through. I'm just trying to say that each of us deserve compassion and grace. And like I said, even if you're not getting it from the outside, give it to yourself. You don't have to wait on anybody else to show you compassion. Even when you feel like you should be getting that from other people. If you don't get it, that don't mean that you don't deserve it. 
the way someone decides to treat you is not a direct depiction of what you deserve. You get to decide what you deserve from yourself. And you deserve self-compassion. So I hope that this episode at least gave you a little bit of insight on how important it is to strengthen your relationship with yourself and God. True healing and transformation is not possible without him. I don't care what you say. I don't care what you say. There is no way I'm able to sit here and talk about some of the things that I've gone through if I didn't include God in my healing process. So I just encourage you to show yourself some compassion. Spend some time with yourself. And again, I'm not saying that don't mean you don't have love and support around you, but all you have is yourself. Take some responsibility for your life. You want to be free for yourself. Take the necessary steps. It ain't going to be easy. It's going to be hard as hell. Probably the most difficult thing you've ever endured, getting over some of those humps and obstacles, enduring. That's some hard, that's some tough stuff. Actually being resilient, actually persevering, actually enduring through some obstacles, through some challenges, through some trials and tribulations. It ain't cute. A lot of people just let make it look easy. They make it look good. But it's hard. It's hard work, but it's worth it. It's temporarily uncomfortable, but it is so worth it in the end. So I hope that you were able to take something from this episode. And we're going to go ahead and close it out here, y'all. <laughs> I done talked y'all head off because this episode was much longer than I intended for it to be. But I done said a mouthful. If you wasn't encouraged within 30, 45 minutes in, you just wasn't going to be encouraged. <laughs> anyway. So... I just encourage y'all to go ahead and start the journey. And if you've already started, congratulations. If you're thinking about starting, congratulations. You know, but thinking about it ain't always the same as doing it. I hate when somebody tell me they thought about doing something. I can't stand when I say it. It's like, okay, but did you do it? Like, but I'm one of those people with a thought, you know, you know, those, the thought counts type of people. Girl, please. You better put some action behind them thoughts. It don't mean nothing until you put some action behind it. Sometimes we feel better if we just say we thought about it. That we, we feel like that validates us. You thought about doing it. That ain't the same as doing it, boo. So chin up, chest out, do the work. And show yourself some compassion, some grace, some patience while you do it. Okay? All right. Same time, same platforms. Next week. Same day. You gonna come back? All right. I'm just checking. I'm just checking, okay? All right, y'all. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this episode on up. Before I go, I wanna tell you, Thursday, you're, you, you'll be hearing this on a Wednesday. So I'm gonna say it like this. Tomorrow, it'll be a week since Thanksgiving. Throw that food out. Throw it out. It's done. You're done. We're, we're not... We're not eating Thanksgiving food anymore. Okay? <laughs> Stop making your kids eat that leftover dressing. They tired. The dressing is done at this point. The turkey was already dry. Now it's just done. It's really done for. Throw that food out. If you take nothing else from what I say today, throw that food out. All right? Okay, y'all. I'm going to catch y'all next week. Bye.